Hello, this is your weekly Space News Roundup for the 15th of August 2021, read by me, Philip Day of giant-leap.space. We have been given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the materials to pursue the exploration of the universe. 10, 9, ignition sequence start, 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine run... In today's episode, in-space missions secure £9.5 million in government funding for Titania. OneWeb secure a further $300 million US dollars from South Korean Fortune 500 company Hanwha Group. In Marsat, supercharge the L-band for marine communications with Elera upgrade. And tickets for the UK Space Conference go up for registration. The hashtag job of the week this week comes from MagDrive at Harwell, Oxfordshire. The team is recruiting for an entry-level job pulling in a cool 30 to 50,000 pounds. Stick around for more details. Find us on patreon.com forward slash giant leap for unique membership perks such as access to our discord server and early roundup releases. If you'd like to feature your job as job of the week or you simply need to either visit our awesome space merch store or find out more about other formats, head over to giant-leap.space. UK company In Space Missions Limited win a £9.5 million contract from DSTL. The Defence Science and Technology Laboratory, known as DSTL, are responsible for delivering the cutting edge to UK armed forces in all technological fields. That includes next-generation secure communications, which is where In Space Missions comes in. The company is developing a new satellite called Titania, which is designed to undertake vital new research on laser-enabled narrow-beam technology. The idea here is that a narrow laser beam accurately aimed at a distant, possibly moving target can transmit data without danger of being jammed, eavesdropped or spoofed. Another avenue for secure real-time communications for an increasingly interconnected battle space. In Space Missions is up to the challenge on a number of different scale factors. However, Titania is going to be one of their largest yet. The company, best known for CubeSat form factor assets, will be producing this satellite to be approximately the size of a domestic washing machine at about one cubic metre. Describing the mission, whose full mission name is the Titania Operational Concept Demonstrator, DSTL Space Program Manager Dr. Mike O'Callaghan said, The Titania space mission will accelerate the development and adoption of space-based optical communications, allowing our armed forces the ability to operate in an increasingly contested environment. The Titania satellite will support the UK's space sector and provide a solid foundation on which to conduct experimentation into FSOC and allow the science to be developed. We're delighted to be working within space missions on this highly innovative project. FSOC stands for Free Space Optical Communications or Space Lasers for Dr. Evil. The intention is to demonstrate super high bandwidth communications of multi gigabytes per second for the military, which, if successful, could also have an important impact on the way civilian satellites on orbit communicate to ground, releasing pressure on one of the most difficult bottlenecks in the industry, download speeds. As they often do, OneWeb wins a prominent role in the space news by securing hundreds of millions in funding. Regular giant leapers will be very familiar with the UK satellite communications company OneWeb. They're hitting your newsfeed again this week with a further enormous investment. This time, South Korean Fortune 500 company Hanwha Group joins the ranks of investors that include the UK government with a $300 million stake. 
This equity deal brings the total investment in the company headquartered in London to 2.7 billion US dollars, Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng said in the press release. It's clear that leading global investors see a promising future for this groundbreaking company and a robust commercial case for investment, he said, continuing. The government's equity stake in OneWeb not only allows the UK to capitalise on our first mover advantage to deploy low Earth orbit technology, but will put our country at the forefront of the small satellite market, which is set to rapidly expand over the years ahead. Giant Leap spoke to Dr Wendy Ng, Cloud Security Architecture Lead at OneWeb exclusively, and she told me, We're delighted to welcome Hanwha to the OneWeb family, clearly a vote of confidence and a testament of everyone's hard work. Inmarsat upgrades maritime communications with Elera. Elera is a pretty big package from Inmarsat. In fact, it aims to revolutionise air traffic management over the skies of Europe, allow railways across the world to operate fully autonomously, unlock lunar communications through Project Moonlight, and, speaking of space, unlock continuous LEO communications for mapping from synthetic aperture radar satellites too. They don't stop there. The company cites almost a dozen further use cases for Elera. So, what is it? A future-facing communications network that can realise the extraordinary potential of new technologies and enterprises, the company says. Really, we're talking about an IoT network based on the L-band network, which is very popular for maritime applications. Giant Leapers will recall that we recently discussed the Inmarsat Orchestra product. It's the junction between SATCOMs and 5G for continuous high-quality service worldwide. Elera seems to be an extension of the same idea an upgrade for the satellite communications elements of the works, which companies such as SpaceX with Starlink or our own OneWeb are suggesting could get left behind with regard to high-speed, low-latency satellite-enabled broadband. It might be of some use to visit why the difference between the service provisions and why even upgraded the L-band isn't looking like hyper-fast broadband. LEO constellations such as OneWeb's consist of hundreds or even thousands of satellite stations. They operate relatively close to the surface of the Earth, so the latency between surface and satellite is pretty small. Match that against the part of the electromagnetic spectrum that they have been assigned, their radio frequencies, and they're operating on wavelengths that can contain a lot of densely packed information, are packing a real data packet punch. Now, if we consider traditional satellite communications, we go to a small number of satellites, perhaps, as in Inmarsat's case, 13. Unlike OneWeb or Starlink, who each already have hundreds in orbit, these 13 can more than cover the entire globe, though service in polar regions is admittedly poor. The point is, these van-sized satellites can do alone what the LEO constellations need dozens for. In Marsat's L-band satellites are all in geostationary orbit too, about 30 times further away than OneWeb's. A full return trip for data to LEO is only about 3,000 kilometres, but to GEO and back is an incredible 70,000 kilometres. The L-band is a wavelength which is limited by the laws of physics for the amount of bandwidth it can provide, and so, whilst it's great at providing reliable, low-intensity connectivity, these platforms in GEO, which have a service life of about 15 years, were never designed to provide true broadband connectivity. Now, Inmarsat finds itself in a battle for the edge that will maintain their significant lead over all other companies regarding providing global satellite communications. Orchestra harnesses non-satellite technologies to subscribe businesses into a model which keeps Inmarsat running, whilst they rent 5G data packets from the usual telecoms giants. Only when you're out in the sticks do you really need to fall back on satellites. 
If Giant Leap understands it right, the Alera upgrade is designed to ensure that the user experience when you're using the satellites is improved from five years ago, and demonstrates to the thousands of loyal Inmarsat customers that the company continues to deliver world-beating solutions. All of this may sound a little disheartening, but it's time to remember what the Inmarsat network is used for. Operations. Not directly business, not primarily family connectivity or streaming. Inmarsat have proven reliability in a world where nothing is more important. They've provided safety and security for high-risk operations for decades, and they continue to improve the experience of being an Inmarsat customer. Can you download 4K movies in real time? No, but if you're using the L-band at sea or anywhere else, you probably don't want to. The UK Space Conference, next. Two weeks ago, with your help, we had our most successful news roundup, Ever. Thank you so much to each of you who liked, commented and shared the roundup. I know it's cheeky, but could you take the time to like this? And if you're a regular attender, even share this to social media. It'd help the channel enormously. Thank you for continuing to help. I'd also like to say that whilst our first volunteer sadly had to withdraw to focus on the real world for a while, I was contacted this week by an incredibly enthusiastic and intelligent individual. I can't wait to introduce him to you all over on our Discord server. If you're not on that yet, but you'd like to be, come on and join us over on patreon.com forward slash giant leap, where you'll gain access to that and more. The UK Space Conference throws out the invitations. Nobody has to be unloved Cinderella this week, as we're all invited to head to the UK Space Conference, a three-day space extravaganza where there will be five key themes. Space to prosper. Space to observe and sustain. Space to protect. Space to live well and space to inspire and explore. Willy names belie the likelihood of top industry experts giving genuinely powerful insights, and networking opportunities with exhibitors from the likes of USA's Northrop Grumman at the September event. Tickets sadly aren't free, at a whopping £70 per person excluding VAT for some strange reason, whilst students can attend for £15 excluding VAT for access to all three days of the event. To find out more, they're on Twitter and LinkedIn using hashtag UKSpace2021 and UKSC2021. Let us know if you're going. This week's hashtag job of the week comes from MagDrive, and it's an exciting one. The company is looking for a space mechanisms engineer. This entry-level role includes leadership responsibilities on design, procurement and assembly of space mechanisms, including both mechanical and electrical components. The opportunity here is huge in a growing new space startup, and they're backing it with a pretty cool 30 to 50k starting salary. You'd need a higher degree in engineering or a related subject and some experience with rapid prototyping, so this could be a key opportunity for recent alumni of UK SETS. I've placed the link to their website in the description where they're recruiting three other interesting roles too. Of course, all of them are already posted on our Discord server. That's you all caught up. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify or anywhere else there's a like button, please smash it now. It's a great way to ensure Giant Leap gets the support we need to continue bringing you the news. On social media, we're using the hashtag Giant Leap, where we usually post several times a day. If you'd like to be a part of it there, come on and join us there. Thanks for checking in, and until next time, remember that every Giant Leap is set up by thousands of small steps. You've been listening to a giant-leap.space news roundup. <laughs>